insane. You keep it so low that we spit in your brain. Got a story, got a point. If you let them explain, it's the pun of all puns. Get a pun with a pop rain. Rum tap in the vein, and I'm in this brain pain. MHOG secret, leave and stay. You ain't as dope as us, bitch. Stay in your lane. And we're back. You're listening to the sweet sounds of the Metal Hand of God podcast. I'm your host, Rockin' Steve, and sitting with me on the other side of the country is... Rockin' Rum. I like that. We should just talk like this the whole time. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I don't... You know what? I changed my mind. I'm feeling really douchey talking like that. (laughs) Hey, everybody! It's the MHOG. Feeling douchey. How about you? (laughs) I I usually do. I usually do. You know, uh, you know what? Uh, speaking of douchey things, you know, uh, I make a lot of jokes about, um, you know, banging underage girls, you know, and anyone who's listened to the show for more than five minutes knows I don't get laid. So it's, I I don't know if that means that I'm more likely to, to have sex with an underage girl or less. Uh, I feel like it's less, but who knows? You can make an argument either way. Hey, you're old enough to buy beer, you got a good chance. <laughs> what was with the... Was that your dog? No, that's the wind. <laughs> I'm glad, because it sounded like a cat purring, like... Rrr! I don't know. Um, no, so it's um, um, here on this freaking island, and for some reason we're getting some insane winds, and it's blowing across the house and the windows, and it sounds like freaking ghosts outside, like from Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Really weird. But anyway, yeah, that's what the noise is. Sorry, y'all. No, I was talking the other day uh, about uh, Harry Potter and, um, you know, Emma Watson. Have you seen the – well, we'll get to what I was going to talk about in a second. But have you seen the new video for the – not video, the clip of her singing uh, from the opening of Beauty of the Beast? I I did see it, but I really didn't pay much attention to it. I was doing ten things at the same time, but yeah, I have seen it. Okay, you know she's actually, uh, you know, I'm actually rather impressed. Like her voice uh, on, she's she's doing the opening song, like Everyday Ordinary Girl or whatever it is, or Strange Girl, whatever it's called. Yeah, is she do? She does pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But I was looking at it, and we're. we're, I'm sorry. I said I'll have to listen to it better. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. You should check it out. It's online. But I did uh, see the like a promo for the uh, for the movie, and mm-hmm. it it actually was rather impressive. What I thought it is. It's. I think it's just going to look like a more gothic looking like straight translation. It's not going to be like the Maleficent movie, which I actually I don't know if you saw that. I rather liked it. I did too. But Maleficent was like a complete retelling of the story. You know, like it, a lot of the same events happened, but they didn't, you know, like they kind of changed their perspective on it and just offered it different. I feel like this is just going to be, hey, this is just a live action version of, of the, this beloved animated movie. Well, but, I, I don't know if they could. I don't I don't know. I mean, they could, but I don't know if it'd be received well if they were to change it too much. I think I mean, it'll be fine. I mean, you got Emma Watson as the star and you have like Josh Gad, who's kind of famous at this point and you know but um but yeah but so i was talking about harry potter and you know um like emma watson's 
like starts to become kind of hot in the third movie. It's because her hair's all frizzy. Huh? I kind of thought she was hotter when her hair was more frizzy. Dude, she was like eight. Yeah, but... Her hair, her, she starts to straighten her hair around the third movie. I mean, to be fair, she's only 13 or something like that in that movie. Well, I thought I thought she was more like, I thought it was like one of those things where she's actually like 18 playing a 13-year-old or 21 playing a No, 13- no, she's she's pretty young. Oh, okay. And all that. Well, yeah, no, they they started as little kids, but uh, but that's that's <laughs> but that's actually goes to my question is like I like don't get me wrong I'm I'm not suggesting I, I say a lot of horrible things on this show in jazz but yes, I'm not, you I'm, do. Not, I'm not gonna <laughs> most dangerous podcast on the internet folks um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go that route and say like oh yeah I beat off to Prisoner of Azkaban or anything like that but <laughs> but. But I do recognize that she she's look she starts looking hot around the third movie when again she's probably only twelve or thirteen years old, and I was asking the other day like is does that does that is that wrong to be like yeah she's she looks hot you know even though because she's legal now you know yeah yeah like if 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 by some miracle you know, Emma Watson completely lost her mind and had sex with me at this moment, it would not be a crime. Unless, unless no. I cosbeat her, it would not be a crime. <laughs> don't you? I love the new, uh, the new, uh, verb. I yeah. don't. I actually feel horrible every time I say it just cause I'm such a big Bill Cosby fan. Um, yeah, he, not, he not so much a, a fan of his, his, uh, rape, but, but, yeah. but of him, uh, prior to knowing that he was a rapist. Yeah. Um, he has to have a hobby, I guess, and some are good, some are bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, but is that wrong? Is it wrong to be like, hey, that thirteen-year-old chick looks really hot, you know? I don't. Because she's I don't legal know now. If it is because. Well, let's let's put it to you this way. I mean, talking about it out loud normally in in in, in polite conversation, yeah, it sounds a bit creepy. It sounds a bit weird, you know, kind of wrong, tabooish, I guess. We're but just talking, just sense, you and me and the millions. And millions of him hug Exactly, but I think what it what it uh, what it is is the the people who make these films, the, the the casting, the directors, and that they know they want they want to capture that moment when you were their age, you know, when you were their age, and that that awkward uh, time girl crush type of thing, and you're like. You, you went home and you're thinking, do I ask her out? Do I do this? Oh, I, I just get, you know. They're trying to capture that that young emotion of what it felt like to kind of be attracted to somebody at that age. And I think that's intentional because they're trying to draw you into those characters like Harry Potter and, and, and uh, Ron and all them because they were both, it was kind of that, that uh, weird... I don't want to call it friends with benefits. It was it was two guys, one girl, kind of vying for her attention type of thing. Okay, I wasn't sure where you were going with that one. No, but I mean, you you see what I'm saying? It's like they're trying to get you to identify with that. Yeah, I get you. You're, you're saying so. You're when saying, you say it, you know, she looks kind of hot. It was like, well, it, it worked because that's what they were going for. They want you to give. They want they want to project that innocent girl next door at you to go Ooh, i can see why these two guys really dig her you're saying you know, i'm i'm not attracted to her 
Like I'm just feeling I'm I'm in the moment of the movie I I feel like I'm a 13 year old boy again looking at a girl. Yes, yes. It's, See, that's it's, not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'd like to put my my dick in that 13 year old Emma Watson. Well, it <laughs> just worked really well on you. you know, I went there. You know, but see, the the thing with you is, you I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say, hey, this guy's got some self control. You know, because <laughs> I, I wait, wait, wait. I got I got self control because I didn't fuck my TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, plus you know, if you do that, you'll shock your peepee. You don't want that. At this point, I could use it. Shock the peepee. No. No, I, you know, it's funny, um, there's a weird, like, uh, cognitive dissonance between attraction, uh, on a visual level and actual attraction, because, like, um, the other day, I was driving down the road, and I saw two girls, and they were wearing, like, yoga pants and, like, a tight, you know, crop top whatever shirt showing off sure. their, their not like showing off their their cleavage but just hugging their breasts sure. um and i was like oh fuck you know and then but once i got closer i realized oh they're probably only 14 years old um and it's weird like because there is as a man like you don't uh, sexually you never you never feel like you're older Right. Like your 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 genitals respond to sexual uh visually sexual material no matter what. Like doesn't make you a pedophile, it just means your dick works. Um right. but like realistically I would never be attracted to like if it was down to like if a, if a teenage girl was to walk up to me and like, "Hey, you want to you know, you want to go out?" I'd be like, "No." Thank you. You're you're very young. That that but that would feel awkward, not just for the public, but for me myself as a human being. Well, just think about uh, the, the, that situation, um, and it always it, that that thinking about it uh, reminds me of the movie uh, Poison Ivy. Remember Poison Ivy, the real young uh, girl? Yes. Was that the? No, I'm thinking of the the first one was Drew Barrymore, right? I think it was Drew Barrymore. And I think one was, also was Alicia Long. Silverstone was in one. I think. No, no, you're one. thinking of um, uh, Babysitter. Babysitter. That was it's another the same one. But kind it's the same of movie. premise, you know, as yeah, the same movies. Kind of movie. And uh, it, and and then right when I think of those song, uh, movies, I think of the song um, from Sting. Uh, what the fuck song? I just lost the title of the song. He sang about one about um, being attracted to a young girl. Do you remember the song? No, I, I, I don't. You know, I've, I've actually, it's been a long, it's been probably a couple decades since I've seen the Drew Barrymore one. Um, oh, the song was called Don't Stand So Close to Me by Stan. Oh, that was The Police, yeah. That was in, yeah. That was in that movie? Yeah, well, no, but that's what that song is all about. Oh, okay. It's all is about, it? you know, she's really young and, and really being flirtatious with the older guy, and he's married, and... She keeps getting closer and, and getting handsy, and he's like, ah, what do I do? What do I do? And he's like, don't stand so close to me because I may do oh, something. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, I, I didn't realize. I didn't know. I've never heard the lyrics. That's, I've heard the song. I've never paid attention to the lyrics. I'm, I, I always think more of, uh, you know, that old uh, 60s song, like, young girl, get out of my mind. I'm going to fuck you, and then I'm going to do some jail time. <laughs> you know all those old songs too it's like uh, yeah. uh, you know they were always you know uh, 15 16 those were the ages that they were yeah, yeah there was a song about be like uh, the girl's 15 and like he comes to town once once a year and fucks her 
yeah. or something like that. I forget what the song yeah. was called. It was called a really creepy song is what it was called. But yeah. apparently you, you could sing about that and that'd be on the top 40, but you couldn't say, you know, ass or anything like that. But you could insinuate, but you couldn't actually say words like ass and shit on, on in mm. songs, which is weird. Speaking of ass, I asked a, a question on Twitter the other day, and it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of serious. I was thinking about... Um, and this is sort of a, like a. I know I know you're really hip with the kids, Roman. I know you know all the slick lingo. I'm down. Uh, I'm down with them. Yeah, <laughs> you're baller. Uh, no, I was thinking about like when you say, why is it when you say a girl's got a big booty, that's a net positive, like it has a positive connotation. But if somebody says a girl has a big ass, that's a negative. Well, see now that that's changed because. Uh, um, back when about about ten years ago, it was it was cool to be going like, man, she got a fat ass, and that's good. That was, it was the way you say it. If you could say it, and it was all in the way your tone was, you could say, damn, that girl got a fat ass. You said it like that, it was a negative. But if you said, man, that girl got a fat ass, and that's like, yeah, she does. I don't you know, think I've ever heard was, anyone say it that way though. That, no, I feel like you've like, never heard anybody be nice about the fat ass. No, like, usually when you're saying a girl has a fat ass, you know, or a big ass or whatever, it means like she's o you know, she's overweight. But I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like th- this is a question Kyle needs to be here for because I feel no, like no, he's don't need Kyle because I, I know all the answers. <laughs> I, I'm more hip to it than Kyle. Yeah, you're the blackest guy in North Carolina. I am uh, right now on this beach. You damn right I am. Uh, how is the beach? The beach is, right now is fucking windy, but uh, it's 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 nice. It's nice. It was uh, it was about 78 today. Uh, it's just before the big tour season kicks out over here, and uh, it was nice. It, the the lot of waves, uh, just really really cool. I mean, it's it's kind of like living on vacation up here. That's the problem. Because it feels like you're living on vacation, and and then you can fall into some traps. Like I don't want to fucking get up. I want to go to the beach and surf. You know, you, you fall surf. I, I have been known to surf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I didn't. I, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things. You know, you're. Uh, you're I, I hang 14. Fuck the tan, man. I'm hanging 14. <laughs> you're definitely. <laughs> you motherfucker. Uh, you're definitely more the onion than the rest of us. I, I think. Uh, <laughs> What, I stink? Is that what you say? Uh, well, that too. I uh, did too, yeah. You know what else I was thinking about? Speaking of Harry Potter, uh, you know, we've. Uh, I was thinking about the sorting part, you know, like. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Wayne got sorted as a Slytherin, and uh, according to that stupid test, I'm a Hufflepuff, but I'm clearly a Ravenclaw. I, think, I don't think that's arguable. I'm clearly a Ravenclaw. Yeah, but, I can see you more as a Ravenclaw. I really do. Uh, I think Kyle probably is a Hufflepuff. I don't know if that's the weird yeah, thing or yeah, what. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, you know Kyle can, yeah. He has a genuinely pleasant disposition. Yeah, and he huffs and he puffs. Yes, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I was thinking about definitely Slytherin. Huh? I think I unfortunately would fall under Slytherin. Okay, see, that's what I was thinking about. That's what I'm getting to. So you know, yeah. it's a Harry Potter episode, folks. I was uh, I was thinking about you, and I was like, you know what? We joke about Mart being our Harry Potter, but you know, you are probably our actual Harry Potter because you, you definitely, you know, like you, first of all, you, you're a metal guy. 
and sure. to metal, you, you know, you got to go Slytherin if you're metal. But right. I mean, is, that's just yeah. Go. You have to. But the thing is, like, I feel like if we put the Sorting Hat on you, the Sorting Hat would be confused because you do a lot of dumb shit that that uh, Gryffindors do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've got to give you that. Like. Like if you if, I, if you I ever heard, heard I, I think you're right because just like in the movie where he puts the hat on and he's like, "Are you sure?" And he whispers to him, he's like, "Okay, Gryffindor," you know. <laughs> like if 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 we found out that uh, there was a dark troll down the hall, you you would be the one to be like, "All right, I got I'm gonna go fight that motherfucker." I think that's that's really you know everyone says the Gryffindors are the brave ones. The Gryffindors are the ones that just do go do stupid shit that they have no business doing. Right. They're always like, hey, let's go let's go uh fight five dark wizards though. Let's go fight Hitler. Yeah, see that's yeah. I I I'd fall into that. Plus, you know, as I'm going down the hall to fight the the big troll, just for fun I would do some like you know, yes. And then all you know, people would be tripping down the hall because I find it funny. Parcel <laughs> Tom. Yeah, we got a little nerdy there. Um, but uh, going back to the how is uh, how are you settling in? In uh, is it North Carolina or is it South? I, ne- I can never remember whether it's North or South. It is, it is North Carolina. Okay. Uh, I'm probably uh, I'm about uh, twenty miles across the border, twenty five miles across the border from South Carolina. Okay. Uh, it's it's it, I'm settling in. Um, again, I'm up here pretty much by myself. So uh, it's me and me and Nikolai. Uh, we're up here at the at one of the beach houses, and you know, selling my house right now. I'm in the process of selling my house, and uh, you know, get a, a little bit of time in at the job, and then figure out where I go from here and whatnot. You know, land, house, rent, whatever I'm doing, I don't know yet. But uh, yeah, just kind of figuring it out, you know, living like a hippie right now, man. So you're not you're not planning on living at the beach house then? No, no, nah, nah, just temporarily, just until I figure out where, where I want to be, you know, okay. with you know, within rela- relation to this job. Mm-hmm. I want to be throwing a stay on the island. Living on this island is um, I got a really good deal right now uh, to live on this island, um, you know, with with rent and everything. But if I were to buy a house in this island, dude, I can't afford that shit. I mean, we're we're talking these homes out here are like eight hundred and fifty thousand dollar homes, million dollar homes. I can't do that. I can't make that type of mortgage payment. Right. And so I'd be like, fuck that. I'm, if I go across the bridge and can, I can still see like the intercoastal waterway and 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 certain lots, I can see the uh, see the ocean. I can get it for like like a third of that. You know, just why why pay the the inflated price just to be on a on a barrier island that gets pummeled by hurricanes. It makes no sense. It really kind of. I mean, so this is like, when you live in an island. It is weird because prices are so high here when it comes to houses, but you are in such danger of losing everything you have all the time. Like when Matthew came through here, this place was wrecked, and these million dollar homes had to put like half a million dollars worth of repairs in them. But like, where are you ahead? It just doesn't make any damn sense. Apparently, nature does not want houses here at all. Well, I live in so, Louisiana, so I understand that. Yeah, so why keep building? It makes no damn sense. Yeah. But people keep doing it. It was like, well, you have more money than brains, bro. That's all I can tell you. Right. Uh, but you're settling in okay? Yeah, settling in. Settling in, trying to get the routine. And um, meeting my neighbors, which is kind of funny because... Um, 
walking around and again you know these people there's not a lot of permanent residents on the island especially um, off season there's only they, it's not a very big island and then there's probably only a hundred year-round residents here on this entire island um, the island's like maybe two and two and a quarter miles wide and nine miles long it's real narrow and you know and skinny it's a real skinny place um, but um, it's funny because they think I own this house and that I have all this money and they're like wow he's really young wow he's got must have money so now they're you know they're coming I was like hello how are you today or oh, it's you know uh, I just bought a new Mercedes would you like to see my new Mercedes I'm sure I'll take a look at it he's like, what, what type of vehicle do you have and I'm like I'm, you know driving a jeep you know why 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 does your neighbor sound like a chris Catan character i, I don't know <laughs> it just seemed to make sense um i don't remember what i was gonna ask you. <laughs> <laughs> um well i'm glad you're i'm glad you're settling in you know uh i'm also happy i remember when you last lived in north carolina and we used to have a lot of problems with your internet connection yeah, uh, we got that fixed. That's good. Yeah, you're coming in clear, so because I, I was kind of worried about that, but yeah. Um, yeah, they did a lot of improvements to the area when it came to uh, they 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 ran fiber optics to the island instead of uh, a man and a and a donkey and a crank that tries to generate power to a Tesla coil. It's it's working a lot better now. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like the, the other version. Sounds a lot cooler. <laughs> fiber optics compared to a crank with a tesla coil that sounds pretty awesome and a donkey who doesn't love a donkey yeah and he doesn't do anything but just never mind I, I, let's not get into it it'll make the show weird yeah um so uh you seen anything interesting lately um really just just it's such a culture shock because people are weird here you know com- i mean people are weird everywhere but I got so used to, to living in Georgia and the way people are. I mean, you can go to state to state. Like, and you, I don't know. You, you've noticed this before. Depending on where you go, certain areas, people are just different than you know, yeah. the way they act in, as a group, in a mass. People are generally both. It's weird. Uh, people are kind of all the same, but then they're all different. And it, it, there's no, like, it doesn't make any sense, but it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, like, uh, I'm going to be offensive to somebody here not not meaning to be like people from the midwest okay in my uh experience put it that way are very dry and kind of blah personality people they're very nice for the most part but they're just kind of very you know like they're in some sort of trauma has happened to them and they have ptsd you know they're just they're well, just kind of distant, you know. So uh, right. using that example uh, like that. So Savannah's very um, artsy, outgoing. Uh, people are just like on 10 all the time. Moving to here, it's like living in a Jimmy Buffett song. So it's all, you know. So everybody's like, overweight and drunk? Yeah, drunk, uh, redneck Riviera. Everybody's got uh, like Sounds good ball caps on in like three hundred thousand dollar yachts, listening to Kid Rock and and Bob Seger. See, you, you know, lost it, me. You lost me at Kid Rock. Everything else sounded like my kind of heaven, 
Well, I mean, I just I didn't know where else to go with. I was trying no, to think no. of something redneck Riviera ish. Well, um, Kenny Chesney. Okay, Kenny Chesney and 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 like Bob, it's very the laid back, you know. But in in saying that it's laid back, oh, it sounds really great. It sounds really cool. Yes, but it they're not. I'm used to moving very quick, doing things like I got to get this done. I got to go and do this. I got to get right. this done. Here they're like, well, I'm going to get it done. Well, I didn't get it to it today, but. I should, you know what? I can't do it tomorrow either. I'll just talk, I'll call you when I can get it to you. You know, that's the way they are here. Where I'm like, if I'm telling you I'm going to get it done by five o'clock, it's boom, it's done by five o'clock. You know, that's just the way I am. I don't care if I got to scrap the entire rest of the day. If I'm, you know, tell you that I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. But these people are on their own time. You know, they got their own time frame, you know, which is fine. I just got to get used to it. You know, I spent so much time down in Georgia and and then coming from Pennsylvania originally. I mean, that's like Pennsylvania is like when it comes to speed and moving, it's like New York in that aspect. It's just like boom, 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 go, go, go. But I never lost that. So well, I don't know. It's just weird. Well, you know, it's interesting you should say that because it sort of leads into something that I, in a weird way, it leads into something I wanted to talk about. Um, there's a, I've been watching a lot of YouTube lately. Good. And, uh, you know, because of the way our culture is now after the last election cycle, like we're we're sort of like 24 seven bombarded with politics on some level. Yeah, of some and, sort. Yeah, you're right. And if anyone's like worried, like, oh, he's going to start talking about politics. No, not not on this episode. But um, I started following this guy. His name is Sargon of Akkad. Um, he's this British guy. Uh, basically. So. You know, is he we from have, the planet? Hmm? Is he from the planet, this planet, with the name Sargon? No, it's it's meant to be a reference to, like, an old, I guess, a philosopher from, like, the six, 600s or something like that. I forget I forget what the explanation was. Those are the characters from the Conehead movies. No, no, unfortunately. It's Sargon! No, unfortunately not. Okay. Um... So, uh, essentially, like, uh, I've been following a lot of different people, uh, for different perspectives on the, on the world and, uh, on our culture and our political situation lately. And Sargon of Akkad is a, is a British guy who, um, basically there's a, an interesting philosophical, um, not debate, I guess debate going on, but, um, so I consider myself to be like a a constitutional libertarian, okay. you know, and um, there's there's different types of people with very similar perspectives in some ways, and some of them are like would just call themselves like classical conservatives and stuff like that, but there's another group called that call themselves classical liberals, and classical liberals are what the conservatives or what became the conservatives at some point. Okay. Um, there's the, but there's, so like, for instance, I have a lot in common with classical liberals, but there's certain things that I don't like. I'm not, I'm not a big believer in, in abortion, for instance. Um, and there's a few other key differences, but some of those are personal and some of those are philosophical. Um, but this guy is, is what's known as a classical liberal. And it's interesting to listen to. There's there's him and another guy named Dave Rubin that I listen to. It's interesting to listen to because we're so inundated with this idea that if someone else has this other label, which which is often liberal, 
you're led to believe like oh we have nothing in common you know like we might have a few things in common like yeah we're both cool with gay marriage whatever but you know like like those people are over there these people are over here and there's there are there is an intersection where these lines politically meet um but i've been listening to this guy and he's got a lot of really interesting videos online um some of them are about why what he finds objectionable about libertarianism uh but um one of the videos he he uh he did was talking about this um this video that this woman made it was supposed to be an educational video and basically um i'm trying to remember what the phrase is that she used but essentially the concept was this woman was saying how uh like a lot of people believe uh in the scientific belief that um environment determines uh climate and, and environment determines evolution or evolutionary standards basically saying that where you live plays a heavy factor in whether or not you'll be successful so the idea being like um well for instance take for instance you know your your one of your wife's points of heritage russia sure russia produces a certain type of person because it is a historically like cold environment and harsher you know uh, harsher seasons and stuff so it made it harder to grow crops and it just made life generally more difficult so they be, they they're considered to be much tougher people as a result okay sure um, what this girl was arguing is that um these are all excuses for racism basically uh the way she explains it is that when people argue that your um your environment determines um, the likelihood of uh, of a successful society. What they're saying is that it's a way of saying white people are better than black people and other people. That being because, like, uh, generally speaking, it was easier in Western Europe, uh, Central Western Europe, to develop crops and all these other things, you know. But that's not the real reason. It's just because we're saying white people are better. So it was, you know, the whole thing. And so the guy was just pointing out how it's it's absolutely stupid to suggest that your environment doesn't play a factor in how successful your society will be. Like that's not the only. Well, then fact. does that does that make? If I'm understanding this correctly, maybe I'm, I might not be that, explaining that, it. Right. I don't I don't see how that would make. I mean, it, for for regarding this woman's other woman's uh, point of view. I, I don't see how that makes anything racist. It's, it's it, because it, what she's saying is that it's I think not it's the wrong word for what she's trying to say. I think, I think she's using the word racist because it's the only one she knows. I think it's culturalist. I think maybe if you were to use a term like culturalist, maybe culturally hardier. I would say certain cultures are hardier than others when it comes to certain things. And uh, but I, I couldn't say that I, I, I couldn't agree with that woman either by because it doesn't make a person racist because someone's culture just like no no what she's saying is the people that are arguing that your environment is one of the heaviest factors in in a culture's development 
that the people that are arguing that are racist because the people that are arguing that, that are trying that, to say white people are better than, like, say, sub-Saharan Africa. They're not better. They're different. People are just different. Well, but yeah, well, that would be a rational argument, but that's not what she's trying to argue. She's trying to say, I, I, okay, I got you, you got to understand just, this. This I, is if I was to see her, though, if I was to talk to her, I'd be like, you know what? This is just I, I, I have noticed this a lot when you when you especially on YouTube and stuff like that. People really seem to be wanting to look for anything possible to stick that that word as an excuse for something uh, you can't <laughs> you can't go through history i mean i mean if talking about unfortunately talking about the the concept of racism first that that parent didn't come out until like i think the late 17 or early 1800s but uh you you can't you can't use that term for everything people it just doesn't make any damn sense by the it, way it's, I, I think it's, it turns out to be a cop-out for somebody's insecurities, when it what it turns out to, if you're insecure and you don't know what to do, for most of them, most people, most, and I'm not saying them as a specific group of people. I'm talking them as those who constantly throw this term out. It could be white, Asian, black; it doesn't matter. Who keep throwing this term out? It is a cop out for some sort of insecurity about the way your life is going. You're looking for someone else to blame or a group of people to blame because of your lack of drive, your lack of vision, your lack of trying. Because you could say you're trying your ass off, and trying your ass off doesn't mean sitting in a chair waiting for your miracle to happen and going to church. That's not trying. you gotta, you got to do something for yourself. And if you think doing something for yourself is calling a bunch of other people racist because of something some weird fucking cultural hiccup that happened years ago that had nothing to do with the way that your people were treated at a certain period of time, it, it makes no sense. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, but, two things. One, I, I think the, the phrase I was looking for was climate determinism. It's okay. Some, something like that. Um, two th the other thing is that the, the girl that we're discussing is like the stereotypical picture of a white college girl who's uh, been reading too many communist lecturers. Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, literally. You're going like, to have that because, again, and the reason, when she was 10 years old, she didn't have this thought in her head. But now she's trying to develop her own identity, and she doesn't know what to do with her, so she's trying to grasp onto somebody else's cause. Well, no, a lot of the colleges teach this kind of shit these days. I just, and that, that's ridiculous that it's even being taught that there's fucking classes because the more you teach, I mean, knowledge of it is one thing. Not acting on it is one thing, which is a positive. I don't, I don't condone anybody acting in a based on a racist motivation for anything. You know, I, I, I just find that stupid. People are people. It doesn't matter. But to, to have classes that teach the idea of racism is just perpetuating racism. Well, uh, I mean, a lot of these colleges are filled, not, not 
I don't want to overgeneralize here, but a lot of these colleges are filled with like radicals. They are. They're and they're. It's a shame that they're in the position they are. They need. You don't need radical people. Well, a lot of it's by design. Impressionable people. You need rational people teaching people to be rational. Well, it's by design. I mean, if you think about the like, let's say you had a strongly held belief. Sure. That um. That the world is flat, for instance. Okay, we'll it go with that. Doesn't really matter. Um, sure. And you felt like, in order for society to um, fix its problems, you had to convince the world that the world is flat. Well, what would be the simplest way of doing that? You become a college professor or a teacher and start teaching the youth. And once you've got them convinced, then it's only a matter of time before that catches on. It's just um, accepted radical propaganda is all it is. Yeah. But um, to relate it back to what you were saying, the, the reason that it, this does relate, believe it or not, is that um, you were talking about how, you know, the people in the Midwest are, you know, nothing wrong with them, but they're very but, much bread and butter people, meat and potatoes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it... Um, Culturally, what you'll what you'll find is that a lot of that is like environmental determinism, de- determinism, whatever it is. Because um, if you think about, uh, there's only so many cities in America where there's a ton of stuff going on. You know, right. it's not you know you have like your New Yorks and LAs, then you have like Orlando, which I consider to be like the the city where arguably in America there's the most going on, as at least as far as like a varying scale. You know, because there's uh, there aren't just theme parks. There's all kinds of like stuff. It's a hodgepodge of everything in Orlando. Yeah, and not only that, but like in the surrounding areas, you got beach towns, you got Daytona where they have NASCAR isn't that far away. You know, you have this this large, uh, you know, um, just just cultural microclimates everywhere. Right, but then if you go say to northern Florida. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing going on. So northern Floridians tend to be um, obsessed with college football, specifically the Seminoles. You know. Yeah, college football. Uh, you've got up north. You've got a lot of naval. You've got a lot of military up there too in northern areas. Mm-hmm. And in the center, more center towards the state, uh, you you get up into a lot of farmland. Right. But if you go to the coast, like Saint Aug and all that, you get like a more interesting variant of people. And a lot of that is because of where like. Like, I, I determine how interesting a culture is usually by how much they have going on. If you go to the Midwest, nothing against living there. I'm sure that they, you know, there are plenty of great people there, and I'm sure plenty of smart people there. But there's not as much going on in towns like, you know, in the Midwest to, and again, I'm not trying to insult anybody. If we have any listeners in the Midwest, I'm not trying to insult you or suggest that they're, you're a simpleton. But there just isn't as much going on. So, generally speaking, you're going to breed less curious people that develop more, you know, like there's not a whole lot of reason to sit around reading Nietzsche. Not that you should read Nietzsche, but <laughs> there's, not, there's not a whole lot of reason to do that if, you, if you're from the Midwest. It doesn't not to say that you don't, or, you know, obviously it's, they have colleges. It's, different, it's just a different mm-hmm. area uh, when, when you're talking Midwest. Like you said, there's just... There's importance placed on different things in different areas. There, I think the Midwest has got it down when it comes to uh, it's a great place to uh, not deal with as much stress. You know, even in even in the cities in the Midwest, 
Um, this, you're, you're the, I, I actually looked at a study on this before when we were looking at places that moved a long time ago. I was looking at this. Uh, Midwest uh, regions tend to have uh, a lower stress and heart attack rate. Well, that's cool. They're more laid back when in the Midwest. They don't have to worry. They're not trying to keep up with the Joneses. Where you go to the East Coast, it's uh, East Coast uh, is is full tilt all the time. Then you go to the West Coast, it's a little bit more um, audacious on the West Coast. Everything's to excess on the West Coast when it comes to everything out there. Uh, you know, so it, it it's one of those things where it's you, you have to see. I think if you know, depends on where you're at. Like I, like I was born and raised in Pennsylvania, so everything very, very fast-paced, very, very fast-paced. It was, it, you know, you had your time to relax, but you didn't know you were relaxing because you were doing so much. So when you, you take somebody from that type of client and then move them somewhere where everything is on a different speed, you know, it, it takes a bit to get used to. And that's where the term culture shock really comes into play. People don't use that term much anymore, but it, it still comes into into uh, in, into uh, play when you're you're talking about people and, and where they're living. But uh, culture shock uh, for anybody who wants to look that actual term up has nothing to do with race. People, it's just culture shock. We're not shocked at other people's races. It's just the way people act in certain areas. It's a little bit different, you know. Um. To use, uh, I, just to correct myself a little bit and use a, a little better example that's or at least more relatable to me, uh, New Orleans. Sure. Um, if you think about New Orleans, first of all, there's not a lot. People people think there's a lot going on in the city. There's not. You, you you can pretty much, you can go eat, you can go drink, and, you know, if you got somebody, you can go fuck. That's, that's most of what goes on here. And I think the reason that New Orleans does have... A culture with a lot of variation in, in it is strictly and as, uh, as it pains me to say this but it's strictly because of Mardi Gras but it, it, what it does is it brings in people from other cultures and other areas that sort of congregate here and some of them settle down and some of them don't but it brings in that variation that allowed New Orleans to develop in a way that other other cities and in uh you know and some of it's also the port obviously where we're the largest uh seaport in in at least america if not the world we might be the it's world one of them um the uh top seaports are uh boston new york savannah um and i i think i think new orleans i think that area i'm pretty sure new orleans is number one in america i don't know if it's number one in the world though but either way, the uh, that either way, those two factors, Mardi Gras and the port, both play a factor in giving an area that otherwise, you know, if you think about it, like New Orleans isn't a great place to live. Like we were talking about, like you know, being on a hurricane path. You know, yeah. uh, everywhere you go in New Orleans, even the nicest houses are built on essentially sinking land because we're we're below sea level. Sure. You know, so it's because uh, it's all swampland. You know, so it's there's not a lot of great things in the environment, but the port and then the port brought in the French and the Spanish to this area. You well, know, you've got history the, that brings the people there. there. A lot of a lot of areas or places where people want to go, like New Orleans and Savannah and, and and Boston and places like that, they go for the history. They're drawn by the history, and sometimes it's architecture, and sometimes 
uh, when you talk history and you talk architecture, you're going to throw the word in culture because there's different the, those cultures that founded these areas. It basically, like New Orleans, it allows people to go there. They're they're drawn by the the uh, the the romantic ideas and the 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 freedom to fantasize on a life that they can create that they've already created in their head of way it's supposed to be. So they want to they want to live it out. It allows them to do that, I think, and that's why uh, places like New Orleans is so great for that. I mean, it, people. It, it, to me, I, I really like I, I like the area. I like uh, Metairie's fun. It reminds me more of uh, where I grew up around Pittsburgh and stuff. Is what Metairie reminds me of. But um, uh, but like if you're going down to the quarter in New Orleans, it's it's that architecture. You're surrounded by. For me, it's always been about history and architecture. It, you're surrounded by beautiful decay. And it's just very romantic in that aspect. And I think that lures a lot of people there. But with, I'm saying preconceived notions. But I'm saying historically that all starts with just the fact that we're at the the at the end of the Mississippi River. Like there's sure. no other reason really for the French and the Spanish. I don't remember which one because there was uh, it went back and forth from French to Spanish, and then the English eventually took it over. But well, Spanish and Dutch, and then the Irish came in. Uh, I don't think so. I think it was just French and Spanish, like because they went back and forth. But either way, there's no real reason for them to settle here, except for it's at the mouth of the Mississippi River. Right, and you had uh, probably uh, there was a lot of Native American tribes down there, so you had the New Orleans was big, and because of that area for the fur trade, you were on a fur trade route. But that all goes back to the, just the environment. The certain things in the environment determined whether or not the people would come here, and from there, other things grew out of it. Right, and you then know. you you know you bring uh, personalized cultures from different areas. You've got music down there that came that became its own thing from a mash of different different you know areas, different cultures. You know, you got the Zydeco music, which is really cool. That's, and that's not you know. really that heavy down here. If it you should, go, if you it go used out to, to be, dude. It really used to be. If you go out to Lafayette and all those other areas, they they tend to embrace a lot of that more yeah, and then you got all those cool accents down there uh yeah you i mean if i guess that's cool <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah you know but anyway um is there anything else you wanted to talk about no i think we I cover a, a huge gambit of stuff i wasn't even expecting to cover yeah but let's, let's recap let's let's uh you know let's recap what happened on dragon ball z real quick um <laughs> it's uh you know um what help me recap dude i can't remember what the hell we all talked about uh, i i mean i don't even watch dragon ball z anymore is that still going on <laughs> i don't know it's just this first thing that popped in my head i don't know i think what it boils down to people is um um people are different people are people so why should it be you and I should get oh, along God. so awfully. Um, no, I think people are just. Isn't the, the it? Is it oh, well, no, it's it's. Why shouldn't we get along in harmony? Oh, I thought it was get along so awfully. No, <laughs> like that goes no, against well, the I idea. I guess that of the makes song. better sense now. It was kind of a mean <laughs> song, wasn't it? Um, maybe that's what everybody else has been listening to. They're thinking about getting along so awfully. I think. Uh, I, I think the bottom line for this episode is don't have sex with a thirteen-year-old. Sure. Even if you're thirteen. But wait. Yeah, because you know, yeah, don't yeah, get that's her pregnant. Bad. You know, at least it's a good moral, you know, to the story. But I yeah. do, uh, I do recommend everyone. Sexy racist thirteen-year-old. There you go. 
I do recommend everyone go out and check out Sargon of Akkad on YouTube, A-K-K-A-D. Um, uh, I think uh, I think you'll find some of the ideas either familiar or interesting if you, if you're actually willing to listen. You know, I don't think anyone who listens to this show will be offended by you know, like even when he he goes on about his problems with libertarianism, I don't find it offensive. I just I don't totally agree with it, but you know, so interesting. It's something, something different to listen to. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So, and after you listen to it, uh, leave us a comment. Tell us what you think about it. I also want to remind people that uh, when this is going to come out on Lundy Gras uh, here in New Orleans. Um, so March 4th, explain Lundy hmm? Gras real quick. Uh, I mean, most people just call it Monday Gras. It's just the, the day before Mardi Gras day. Okay. So it's Mardi Gras Eve. Okay. Pretty much. I mean, there's, there's nothing special that goes on with it. It's just like, I'll be at work today, but Ooh. there'll be nothing to do because no one's, no one's going to do business with other businesses on, on Lundy Gras. I got you. I got you. But, um, uh, so this this Saturday, March fourth, if you're if you're in the New Orleans area, uh, just as a reminder, we we're having our open mic again at the the Babylon, our monthly open mic. We're about the eight unholy nights are done now, uh, but this one's special because comedian John Rowe, Kyle's Kyle's very very good friend, uh, one of his best friends, did die, and we're we're doing a uh, we're taking donations. It's a free show. It's a free comedy open mic, but you know we're taking donations for the Rowe family because uh, if you've never had to bury someone, it's very expensive. It's you know, very, very expensive. It's almost criminally expensive to be honest with you. It's it costs as much to die as it does to live these days. And sometimes it costs even more. Right. It but uh, it's 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 for a good cause, people, and it's uh, just think of this: if 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 the the unfortunate events happened to someone that you loved. Wouldn't you like some people to come up and help you out? I think I think it's a good thing. Uh, it's definitely a good thing. And here's uh, the thing: like even if you're, you know, not not to accuse anyone of being selfish, but if even if you you don't have any particularly selfless reasons to go, uh, John Rowe was beloved by the entire New Orleans comedy community, or at least most of them, I can't say all. So we're probably going to have some of the funniest people in the city of New Orleans uh, in the Babylon this Saturday night. So is it worth it to you to just throw in a fiver and and come on by? Probably. I'm pretty sure it's going to be at like 10 p.m. With the amount of talent that's going to be there, I mean, you couldn't find another comedy show in the area for the amount that you could be donating right now. And you know, it doesn't, you know, uh, every, every little bit's going to help, you know? Um, and, and that's what, that's what it's all about is, is really helping out, uh, you know, helping out and keeping it local, helping people out in your area, you know, and, and if you're coming in from out of the area, you know, stop by, go to the Babylon and, and, and see something, see a bunch of people coming together for a good reason and, and turn off the radio and stop listening to all the bad shit people are talking about see what life is really about and this is people coming together so come on and 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 be part of that oh and also if you are in the new orleans area if you want to look it up i'm i believe it's wednesday over at the house of blues kyle is going to be co-hosting another uh don't uh, like now I, I don't think that one's a donation show i think it's a a benefit it's a, a standard benefit where you pay at the door i'm not positive go look it up it's the house of blues 
I think it's Wednesday night. Just Google like Kyle Smith, House of Blues, John Rowe. So, a hell of a preview at the Babylon, though. You need to come see that for sure. Yeah, and that'll be easier than going on a, a week weeknight for most people. So, sure. all right. Well, um, uh, I guess uh, I guess that about does it. I've been uh, rocking Steve. And I've been rocking Rum. And uh, thank you for joining us. And don't forget to keep it Cosby. Yeah, but no, no, don't keep it Cosby. Keep Young it. Young girl, get out of my mind. No, let's not do Cosby. <laughs> All right, keep it metal. Keep it, yeah, keep it metal. Later, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>